Welcome to an audio stream from San Marino Community Church, featuring our own pastoral staff and various guest speakers. Let us hear God's word first from the Gospel of John. I did not say these things to you from the beginning, because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you asks, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father and you will see me no longer. About judgment, because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I said that he will take what is mine, and declare it to you. And then a very brief reading from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And all of us with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, the Spirit, the Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Spirit is the shy member of the Trinity. That's Dale Bruner speaking, by the way. Dale wrote his doctoral dissertation on the Holy Spirit And when he published that dissertation, the title was The Holy Spirit, Shy Member of the Trinity. But why shy? Well, because while God the Father and God the Son get top billing in the Bible, the Holy Spirit is always behind the scenes, rather elusive. Hard to get a handle on. Nevertheless, let me give you a Twitter definition of the Holy Spirit. Less than 140 characters. The Holy Spirit is God at work in the world, first and foremost, to point us to Jesus. He will glorify me, Jesus says of the Spirit, but he will, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. 
And a few verses earlier in that same chapter, when the spirit of truth comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. The primary role of the Holy Spirit is to point us to Jesus. I had Dale Bruner lecture at the church I served until I retired, oh my goodness, 16 years ago. How quickly the, the years do go by. And one evening during the Q&A, somebody asked Dale, well, what does the Holy Spirit do? Whereupon Dale, who always has a chart board at his side, drew a stick figure on the chart board, labeled it Jesus, and then he went behind the chart board where we couldn't see him and did this. The primary role of the Holy Spirit, Dale Bruner says, Scripture says, is to point us to and urge us to follow Jesus. So if the Holy Spirit is still something of a mystery to you, that's okay. The Holy Spirit, shy member of the Trinity, is content to remain behind the chartboard, pointing to your Savior, Jesus. Secondly, the Holy Spirit is God at work in the world to make us like Jesus. All of us, Paul writes to the Corinthians, all of us seeing the glory of, Lord, of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord, the Spirit. And so the more we see of Jesus, the more we think about Jesus, the more we read about Jesus, the more we concentrate on Jesus day in and day out, the more we will become like Jesus. Now, there's no mystery about this. It happens all the time in, in human experience. Young people especially tend to metamorphose into the likeness of, of, of a favorite teacher or professor or coach. A few years ago, Carol and I attended a concert by the George Fox University Choir. It was conducted by a good friend of ours, Derek Johnson. Derek is one of the most winsome Christians I know. He's an outstanding composer, arranger of Christian music. And during the concert, right in the middle, he singled out five seniors in the choir, asked them several questions, and the last question was this, what do you intend to do after you graduate? And without exception, every one of those five said, I want to become a minister of music. Why was I not surprised? They may have come to the university intending to uh, major in education or physics or engineering, but after four years under the baton and influence of Derek Johnson, their minister of music, every one of them was transformed into his image. The Holy Spirit is God at work transforming us, making us more and more 
like Jesus. Benjamin Franklin set as a goal, still a young man, set as a goal to become like Jesus. He went about it by concentrating a week at a time on each of 13 virtues and their opposing vices. Every day he logged the number of times he was insincere or lazy or pride, proud or intemperate. He hoped over time to control those vices and to increase his virtues. Fifty years later, here's what he wrote about his struggle with pride. In reality, there is perhaps no one of our natural passions so hard to subdue as pride. Disguise it, struggle with it, beat it down, stifle it, mortify it as much as one pleases, it is still alive and will every now and then creep out and show itself. You will see it perhaps often in my story. For even if I could completely overcome it, I should probably be proud of my humility. <laughs> By the way, my latest book is out there uh, on the patio, Humility and How I Attained It. <laughs> the Bible takes a different approach. For the Apostle Paul, becoming like Jesus is not so much a matter of harsh, rigorous, moral discipline as it is a matter of steadily concentrating on Jesus Christ. Seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror, he writes, we are being transformed into his likeness. The Holy Spirit, remember, points us to Jesus. And the more we reflect on his love for us, we who are so often so unlovely, the more the Holy Spirit will make us loving toward people who rub us the wrong way. The more we are amazed that Jesus would forgive us when we commit the same sins year after year the more forgiving the Holy Spirit will make us toward people who hurt us time after time. The longer we marvel at the Lord's patience with us, the more the Holy Spirit will make us patience toward all those colleagues who get on our nerves. The more we concentrate on Jesus, the Spirit will grow within us what Paul describes in his letter to the Galatians as the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Spend more time with your Lord, and you will be transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Thirdly, the Holy Spirit is God at work in the world, equipping us to serve like Jesus. You see, Jesus' ministry did not end back in 33 AD when he ascended to the Father. 
Oh, no. No, his ministry was just beginning so that today on Pentecost Sunday, 2018, the Holy Spirit is still equipping people, equipping you to carry on Christ's life-changing ministry in the world. And so the question I ask you this morning is, what do you have a flair for? What do you like doing? Do you enjoy kids? Volunteer to teach Sunday school here or to work with one of the youth groups. Become a big brother or a big sister. Volunteer at the Children's Hospital in Los Angeles. Take that flair, take that thing that you enjoy and put it to work for Christ. Are you adept at listening? Are you a good listener? Then volunteer here at the church to call on our homebound. Hold their hand. Listen to their stories. They will be enriched. You will be enriched. Are you handy with a saw, hammer? Then go to work with Habitat for Humanity and help them build a house here in Pasadena. Do you have a burden for the hungry? Well then, fill a bag with staples at least once a month and then put it in the shopping cart at the north door of this church. Some of you always come in that door, you don't even know there's a shopping cart at the north door, but it's there. It's there for your donations for the hungry. By the way, serving others can be fun. I think the Holy Spirit believes in fun. Last year, Carol and I volunteered to paint buildings up at Harambe in northwest Pasadena. And, and, and imagine my surprise, our surprise, when we opened your, our annual report, San Marino Community Church, to find our picture on the top of this page, not painting buildings, but threatening to paint each other's faces. There it is. If you want to see it, I'll show it to you after the service. Now, we worked hard that day. I found muscles I didn't know I had. And we had fun. We had fun with each other. And you will have fun and enjoy being with other Christians and other people whom you will get to know so that as you serve, you will not only fulfill the mandate of Jesus Christ to go and witness to all people, but you'll have fun. You'll have fun. So whatever you do and do well, is what the Holy Spirit will use to extend Christ's mission in the world. Now I know what some of you are thinking right now. <laughs> I'm just one person with trivial talents and too many faults. How can I make even a dent in the surging tide of human suffering? You've heard this story before, I'm going to tell it again. It's the story of the father and son who were walking along the shore one evening as they saw starfish stranded by the receding tide, hundreds of starfish. A little boy began picking them up, picking them up one by one and tossing them back into the life-giving water. Father smiled and said, son, listen, 
throwing that starfish back into the ocean isn't going to make any difference to the hundreds of starfish out here on the beach. The son replied, no, Dad, but it'll sure make a difference to this starfish. You can make a difference. You can make a difference. If not to every person in this hurting world, then to the person next door, to the colleague on the other side of your cubicle, to the hungry living on the streets of Pasadena. And so today, tomorrow, next week, every day, ask the Holy Spirit to help you save a starfish.